So far as this movement of agitation throughout the country takes the form of a fierce discontent with evil, of a determination to punish the offers of evil, whether in industry or politics, the feeling is to be heartily welcomed as a sign of a healthy life. If on the other hand, it turns into a mere crusade of appetite against appetite, of a contest between the brutal greed of the have-nots and the brutal greed of the haves, then it has no significance for good, but only for evil. If it seeks to establish a line of cleavage, not along the line which divides good men from bad, but along that other line, at right angles thereto which divides those who are well off from those who are less well off, then it will be fraught with immeasurable harm to the body politic. We can no more and no less afford to condone evil in the man of capital than evil in the man of no capital. The wealthy man who exalts because there is a failure of justice in the effort to bring some true magnate to account for his misdeeds is as bad as, and no worse than, the so-called labor leader who clamorously strives to excite an, a foul class, feeling on the behalf of some other labor leader who is implicated in murder. One attitude is as bad as the other, and no worse. In each case, the accused is entitled to exact justice, and in neither case is there need of action by others which can be constructed into an expression of sympathy for crime. It is a prime necessity that if the present unrest is to result in a permanent good, the emotion shall be translated into action, and that action shall be marked by honesty, sanity, and self-restraint. There is a mighty little good and a mere spasm of reform. The reform that counts is that which comes through steady, continuous growth. Violent emotionalism leads to exhaustion. 